Hello and welcome to the Mindful Coach Podcast. And I'm your host, Brett Hill. I'm a mindful somatic coach and founder of the Mindful Coach Association. I meet a lot of coaches working with the Mindful Coach Association. I'm so inspired by their stories and the courageous work that they're doing that I created this podcast so you can hear them too. If you're aligned with this work, then join us at themindfulcoachassociation.com where you can list your services for absolutely free and receive invitations to community meetings where you can network and meet your colleagues. We hope you'll join us. And now, The Mindful Coach Podcast. So welcome to this edition of The Mindful Coach Podcast. I'm really excited today to be talking with our guest, Mike Capuzzi. He's a publisher, author, and a book publishing coach, and has been helping clients create marketing results since 1998. He's the author of 19, count them, 19 books, including two Amazon number one bestsellers, The 100-Page Book, and The Magic of Short Books. Mike is the founder of Bite Size Books, a new publishing concept formula for creating short, helpful books also known as shooks, S-H-O-O-K-S, he calls them. These are ideal for business owners, entrepreneurs, corporate leaders, and coaches who are looking to increase their level of authority while also providing helpful information in bite-sized books. If you've ever wanted to write a book or and weren't sure how to go about it, you're going to really want to hear what Mike has to say today. And I, you know, I wanted to get him on the show because there are a lot of coaches out there who are sitting on some really great content and have really excellent insights that could be valuable to a lot of people, plus help to amplify their their um, their authority in the world. And it doesn't have to be like writing a novel. And so I wanted to get Mike on the show and, and, and say, so welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, Brett, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. It's great to have you here. So um, tell us a little bit, like if you're a coach out there, why would they be interested in writing uh, a book, first of all, but then your specialty is these short form books, which make this a lot more approachable, I think, than, you know, some giant tomb of everything you've ever learned about, you know, people and coaching. Yeah, yeah. So we'll attack the first part first, the first question. I mean, as you said in the introduction, I mean, most coaches have content that they've developed. They have a specific niche they serve. They have a specific way of working with clients, whatever it is they you know, uh, coach on. And I believe, Brett, and it's, and it's a fact because books have been around for you know, thousands of years, but yeah. you know, business oh, wow. owners, coaches, <laughs> et cetera, have been using them for well over 100 years. You know, I, I found you know, research back into the 1800s where businesses have used books as a way to communicate their information. So you know, there's no denying that a, a book, even in 2023 and beyond, is a, a very powerful asset to differentiate yourself you know, from your competition, to help rise up above uh, you know, the competition, if you will, to establish the authority, which you mentioned, and really to help people. You know, still in this day and age, people appreciate books as a way to get information. So because coaches are in the business of helping people, it's sort of a no-brainer. I, I have a podcast. I'm now I'm going, I just went in my fifth year, Brett. Um, <laughs> wow. So can, what's the name, what's the name of your show? What's the name uh, of the your author, show? It's called The Author Factor. The Author Factor. The Author Factor. Okay, great. Yeah, you have to have being, people look it up. You know, the power of being a book author. But um, <laughs> without a doubt, Brett, the, 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 you know, we have different types of uh, people on my, my show. The number one, 
uh, group are coaches. So they right? far exceed the local business owner. So, you know, I've talked to, you know, literally over a hundred coaches over the last uh, five years and uh, you know, they're all using a book. So I, I would encourage anyone who's either thought about it, but hasn't done it, or maybe they started and have stopped to really consider, you know, writing a book about what it is you do. Now I'll just quickly touch on the second question and then we can dive in. Sure. Now, books are great. I love books. Um, I love reading books. I've always been a voracious reader as I've gotten older it's gotten harder and harder for me to read that 300-page book. I start with the best mm. of intentions, 200 pages in, life gets in the way, another book gets in the way, and I, <laughs> you know, I can't believe how many I don't finish these days, which is really interesting. Yeah. But um, a short book, a short helpful book, which is specifically designed to be read in about an hour, really can still convey a level of information that will help readers, but more importantly for the author, the coach, it creates that, converse, it's a conversation starter, which will then allow interested readers, Brett, to continue a, a relationship with the coach, the author, by some very specific strategies that we employ. So, you know, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to be this long, laborious, took me five years to write. Those books are out there. They, you know, there may be a good reason to have that book, but for a lot of folks, this short, helpful book format is much easier to publish and for readers they love them because they can read them and then you know take that next step that's that's sounds great and so you you have a lot of coaches on your podcast who have benefited from this yeah my coaches on my podcast and then i would say you know a, a good chunk of our clients because we are a book publishing company you know with these short books a good chunk of our clients are coaches mm -hmm. um, at least with how i describe coaches so it may not be exactly you know, what you're thinking of, but we have fitness coaches, we have business sure. coaches, you know. Yeah, uh, well, in our audience, we have uh, executive coaches, leadership coaches, MDs. Uh, we have people like, for example, there's a woman who's working with uh, mindfully working with Parkinson's patients, and uh -huh. she has an expert set of knowledge that's really unique and specific. But, oh, my gosh such needed information very you know talk about a niche but like and, and an expert she's actually you know a medical doctor and mm -hmm. she's bringing this to her work there are people working in all different kinds of unique categories of uh, um, let's say challenged populations you know neurodivergent inclusion diversity inclusion and then also corporate uh, management and leadership and change management so I mean it's all across the board yep yeah, so we, we, we've worked with a lot of those. And, and, and again, the takeaway right from the very outset, Brett, is it is much quicker and faster to publish a book that's designed to be read in an hour. And these are real books. I know, you know, here's a, a coach for folks with osteoporosis. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a real book, right? But it's a short book, and it also follows a very specific formula from the very first page to the very last page that I encourage our clients to leverage that is meant to help and inform, but also to create that pathway forward for those interested readers who want more from the author. So that's something that a lot of book authors kind of mess up. And so uh, what do you, you can, can you follow up on that a little bit when you say follows a specific formula to help readers engage if they want more from the author. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the book is a means by which you can provide a service and then also say, and if you want more, connect with me somehow. Is that, right. what, we're, is that right. what? Yeah. 
So my background is I'm a, I've, you know, I've built myself as a coach over the years. I've been working with clients since 1998, hard to believe. And, uh, <laughs> you know, in the marketing world, I have been a marketing slash direct response marketing expert for, you know, you know over 25 years now. <laughs> So direct response marketing is a very specific type of marketing, which essentially, just by its, you know, the name, you know, it, it's meant to design to elicit a response. Many, many business-oriented books, nonfiction books, they're written, they have all the best intentions to help people, and that's great. But they're not, the authors aren't thinking about the readers in the sense that if that reader wants more from you, they say, oh, this is a great book on Parkinson's disease, for example, that you mentioned. I need to know more. I need to know how I can work with this person. If I, you know, most business books don't provide that pathway. It's up to the reader to kind of figure out what to, to do next. Our books are very strategic. I'm a marketing guy, so I came up with this formula. And it literally starts on the first page and it literally ends on the last page. And in there, we have very specific strategies to create response, to allow that reader to get more information from you. But if they really are interested and hot and bothered by what you do, also author uh, go down a, a second pathway. So we have a what we call not to get too too into the uh, bushes here, but we have a passive call to action. So that's for the reader who says, you know what, I love what Brett shared in his book. Um, I'm not quite ready to start working with him, but I'd love to stay connected to Brett. So they take a mm -hmm. passive way. You know, they go download something, they connect, you know, so some sort of email opt-in offer. But you wind up as a result of that capturing their email address for your exactly. ongoing for follow message. Right, for mm -hmm. follow-up. Mm -hmm. And then the active pathway is for someone who's reading your book and they say, gosh, I got to work with Brett. He, he, out, he mm -hmm. talked about his program. I got to work with him. Okay, his first step is to book a, a strategy session with them. And that's the, you know, the number one thing you want people to do. So this is for the last 40 years, Brett. 90% of our business has come from my books. I see. So let me ask you a question, <clears throat> maybe a little out of scope, and that's that these extra pieces like the landing page for the giveaway and the other, do you help clients set those things up or are those outside of the scope of, of creating the work? We have, we have, yeah, we have. It's, it's typically most of our um, clients have, you know, they have somebody either sure. on staff or they have some, but without a doubt we do, we offer, you know, a training for all of our authors telling them sure, sure. You know, how to set up a book funnel. If they want to go to that yeah, level. Yeah, exactly of, that. Right, right. Right. Yeah. And we, we have, um, over the years done book funnels for our clients. It's actually so something, excuse me. Oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. You were saying it's actually oh, no, something. No. Yeah, no. So we have done that. Uh, and it doesn't have to be that elaborate, but you know, it all depends on, you know, for a coach, especially a coach that's doing a lot of stuff online and has, let's say, a worldwide audience, having a, a book funnel, which is just a, a, a series of very specific web pages choreographed to be gone through in a certain way, it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful way for you to collect leads, generate leads, and then ultimately get clients. Yeah, I, I I love the idea in the sense that there are a lot of coaches who, um, in my world, it's like I find that if people kind of, I, I use this kind of odd language when I'm talking to my inner sanctum about it, it's kind of like they get into my orbit, right, in, in terms of communications, and they get into like all the stuff that I'm producing, and once they get into that circle of content, including the podcast or the Mindful Coach Association and all this other stuff, it's like, oh, that really warms up people to the larger world of the content that I produce. And um, 
But getting them into, so it's, I guess the point I'm trying to make is they kind of have to get to know you a little bit. They have to develop a relationship as opposed to just a cold website you go to say, oh, this guy looks interesting. I don't know anything about him. They want to have a connection. And so, and, that, and I'm actually in the connection business. That's what I teach, you know, is authentic connection. And so Lord knows if I, I, I'm trying to model that in my own work. And so I really like the idea of a book as a connection point, And I like the idea of this shorter book. Now you call this a, a shook, S-H-O-O-K? Yeah, a shook. So it stands for short, helpful book. Uh, the story behind that, just a, a little marketing lesson. Uh, you know, again, <laughs> I mentioned I've been in the marketing game for a long time. And I'm, yeah. I'm very much aware there's a ton of people, a ton of businesses that do what we do, publish books. Now, they may not publish short books, but they're still book coaches, etc. So much like your coaches, they, you know, I need to differentiate myself. I need to differentiate our business. And... Yeah. You know, I came up with this idea of a short, helpful book, and then I started thinking, well, what could I call that something unique? So much, not that I'm saying you should be eating fast food, but much like McDonald's and Burger King <laughs> just sell right. hamburger, they have hamburgers, one's right. the Big Mac, one's the Whopper, right? Essentially right, the same right. thing. You, it's need, just a, you need a brand name. You need a name. Right, right. right. Yeah. So um, a shook is a trademark word that we use. Uh, I would say 98% of the people like it. <laughs> Sometimes I get some people are like, what the heck are you well, talking Well, you know, about? it's an interesting example, I think, of creating a, a memorable. And the other thing about it is there's hook. You know, marketing hook is in, kind of embedded in the word. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, so it's kind of like a little hook. Like, what is that? I don't know yeah. what that is. I'm curious about that. And I, uh, I had a real quick side. This is, you just made me remember something. I had, I was a guest. So I have, um, I have a podcast, but I'm also a guest like we're doing today. I was on a podcast, and all of a sudden the host started singing Elvis, All Shook Up. All Shook Up. Intro. That's hysterical. I, it totally <laughs> caught me off guard. I, was like, I thought it was great, and I had never right. really, I thought, I forgot about Elvis's song. Like, I'm so all I shook up. Right. I might ask you uh -huh. to sing, Brett. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, that's funny. So, um. Now, if a if a coach goes into creating a book like this, is this something that they do as part of an overall marketing package, or are mm. they expected to actually have this be like a money making deal for them? Yeah, great, great question, great question. So, the difference that we, the approach that we take, Brett, the money is not about selling your book on Amazon or at bookstores or you know at an event, right? Those couple dollars, they're not going to add up. I mean, you'd have to sell a lot of books, a lot of books. Uh, to make any money on the front end you know, by selling the book. The money is on the back end, right? So, again, we were saying that you know, all coaches have a service. Some of them may have products. Some may have trainings. All of those are your money makers. And your book is, you know, your shook is guiding readers to those products and services. So that's where the money is made on the back end. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. Yes, I have all my shooks on Amazon. Yes, you know, we sell a fair amount. That money is just, I don't, I don't even know where, I, I really don't even look at those reports because that's, my focus is on getting my shooks in front of the right audience and then allowing our follow-up marketing to uh, you know, turn them into clients, right? Which is like you're on this podcast, and you want to reach coaches, yep. and this way, this way, you're spending your effort to get more authors into your into your business, which makes sense. And I'm I'm interested in that, and I think our our listeners will be too. So, uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask also was like, if I'm a coach and I'm sitting there going, you know, this sounds pretty interesting. Um, 
and they they really don't have a manuscript at all. Like how much? What would you say to them in terms of like how to organize around the content? There's two parts to this question. First is organizing around the content creation, and the next piece I want to ask is like budget. Like how much money do they need to set aside? If, if I do, if I'm planning my 2024 calendar budget. I'm going, well, okay, I've got to produce the book, get the book edited, I've got to get a cover design, then I've got to get it published. How, what's the, what number should I pencil in there, either engaging in your program, and like you said, you know kind of what the market is like for, for this kind of a thing. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping you can give us a, a ballpark idea about what, uh, what we're looking at in terms of planning. Yeah. So, you know, writing a book, so our books, our shooks, are roughly twelve to 15,000 words. That's, that's a, a real book. It looks like a real book. It sits on a bookshelf. It has a spine. It's about an hour to an hour and a half read, whereas most traditional business books are seventy-five to 100,000. So you can see right, by, right off the bat, it's a lot less. So from a purely getting it done, much easier, much faster. Our typical client gets their shook done in somewhere like four to 12 weeks, somewhere, you know, six or 12 weeks, somewhere in there. And it's step-by-step. -step. They work with us. It's a step-by-step -step program. They Every one of our clients works directly with me. We outline it. We figure out the content. We bookend it, if you will, with our suggested uh, elements to make it, you know, a, a, a valuable pro you know, book that can actually generate so money for you. So if I can interrupt you for just a moment, you say you're, you actually engage in the process of the content creation with the yep. author. It's not like yep. they come to you with a prepared manuscript and say, now, here, I, uh, I well, see. Well, we've okay. had that. We've had people say, you know, I really like your formula. Can you do this for us? And the book, their, you know, their book is done. It's often we'll go through it and say, give them some suggestions. But no, this is like you're starting with a blank Word document, if you will. And, um, you know, much like any good marketing guy, we start with what your goals are, what your reader's goals are, your intended reader, um, you know, what you're trying to get across, what you want the book to do, et cetera. So it really, there is a step-by-step -step planning phase, Brett, that we walk all our clients through. Uh, the, the content creation doesn't come until, like, after the third or fourth meeting with me before they actually go start writing. Now, to the budget question, oh, God, I'll tell you, you, you know, if you do it, everything yourself, you know, like if you could do design, you could do the writing, if you do the copy editing, if you can do the cover design, interior design, if, you, if you're that yeah. much of a DIYer, you could get under $1,000 for sure. To get if to you a want, book in, on Amazon. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yep. And if you But that's want, a lot of, like you say, that's a lot of DIY. That's oh, a lot of like. It's all DIY. You know, Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are the mechanical specifications for the book? How do I get the, you know, all that kind of stuff? Yep. And I'll tell you, Brett, and not to dissuade it, but 99 out of 100 DIY books, I could spot in an instant. They break, they break some <laughs> fundamental rules. They break some fundamental design rules. I have and seen some you, pretty ugly books, I got to yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> and I think an ugly book is going to do more harm than if you had no book at all. So that's, I would always true. caution. I mean, it's just like coaches, right? Do I need a coach? No, I could go figure out how to get my head right, or I could go read a book, or that, right? So there's always that. But when you're working with a professional who knows what they're doing, chances are you're going to bypass, if not, you know, most, if not all, the mistakes, pitfalls that can be made. Now, you can spend, I have, I'm working with a client right now, Brett. He's, spent, he's in the uh, tax, you know, tax coaching at a very high level for affluent people. His first book, which was with a 
not a traditional publisher, but one of these you know, folks that will help you much like ourselves. He spent 75000 75000 on his book. Whoa, I was taking a drink of coffee know, there I now. I almost, almost choked on this. Like, wait, what? Yep. <laughs> 75000 75, Yep. And guess what? He was not happy with it when it was done. It looked oh, nice. Man. It was a hardcover book, yada, yada, yada. But it wasn't really... So then he came to us and has, you know, invested a lot less. You know, we're in the six to $10,000 range, typically, um, to do his second book. You know, and again, the big difference with us is all of our clients work directly with me, you know, and all my experience. So we're, we're a small boutique operation. We're not yeah. looking to, you know, be this big thing. And we only want to work with folks that get what we do and, and appreciate what we can offer. Well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk with you, because I got a sense that you're kind of a hands-on guy and you're like, you know, you're doing this directly. So it's not like I'm, if I was, if I or your customers are engaging with you, they're in a bureaucracy that's because I've talked to some publishers before and they want like $20,000 up front. And they kind of, if you look at them like, well, I don't know, they just kind of like sneer at you like, well, you're not worthy of us. And, uh, and, and, and then again, I wasn't entirely sure that they were getting, I felt like I was more involved with their system than they yeah. were interested in being of service to them. It's a machine. I'm not going to badmouth anybody, but there's story after story. There are machines and, you know, it's, it, they just have the cojones to ask for these really extraordinary amounts of money, which, I mean, some of them do provide value. There's services. no question that that can that that they are providing some value. Right. It's just a matter of is it what I or other coaches need? And, right. and the price point that you're talking about is approachable for a lot of people, particularly when you're talking about professionals and it's a deductible expense out there. For sure. Be sure and mention that to people because a lot of coaches are kind of new to business. They don't think like that. It's kind of like, yep. oh, yeah, I can deduct. So, you know, the IRS pays 20% of the fee for you right off the top. Um, and so that's a, that's a good thing to keep in mind as well. Yeah. Can I, can I add a quick comment? Of course, please. You said a lot of the coaches that you talk to or listen might be newer. I, you know, and, and the question that may be asked is should a, a, a new coach – consider doing a book uh, before anything else, you know, is, is that one of the first things a new coach should consider? I don't know if you were going to ask that, but I'll, if I could answer that, because I think it's a good question, because in my opinion, regardless of the fact that we offer this service, I think if you're going to be serious about being a coach, there's nothing like having a book that you can autograph if, if you're at an event that you can give away if you're on a podcast whatever books are one of the most long-lasting you know measured in years brett as far mm. as the value they can bring to your business most tweets most reels video reel whatever you know they, they don't have that longevity a book is still seen as a really differentiator i would encourage folks to think about it um, my daughter, I have two daughters, they're getting ready to graduate college in a couple of weeks, both of them. Whoa, congratulations. One's graduating a semester early, one's graduating a semester late, but regardless. Well, so it, averages, it averages out then, right? Right, right. <laughs> the one being late has two degrees, so that was her reason why. But regardless, oh, wow. When she was a senior in high school, Brett, a senior in high school, uh, the summer of her, of going into her senior year, we got talking, and she knew she was going to have the college application process coming up and all that good stuff. I encouraged her. We came up with the idea literally on July 4th. I can remember it distinctly. We came up with the idea of her publishing a book. 
And the book was on dog rescues, people who rescue dogs. We had just rescued our first dog. So we, we came up with this idea for a book where she didn't have to write all the contents. We invited a bunch of people who had rescued dogs. There was 26 people in the book total. So a compilation anthology book. But what was cool about this, Brett, two things. One, she raised through some smart marketing, she raised a Almost six thousand. I think it's actually it's over six thousand dollars now. So over six thousand dollars, which we gave away to the nice. dog rescues in the book. Yeah, she got a ton of media exposure. She was on the first page of our local newspaper, which we still have. She was in, in a local magazine, like a real nice magazine spread. Um, and then when it when it came time for college applications, so this does translate to a coach and a new coach in business. She got several scholarship offers because, and because one, of one her dean book. from one of the colleges actually wrote her oh. a letter saying, we'd love to have an author, you know, in the freshman class. Um, she got some scholarship <laughs> offers. She got 100% nice. of the colleges she applied to. So I share that only because if a young, at the time, I think she was 17, 17-year-old could leverage a book to differentiate herself, mm-hmm. I think... It's a, a smart strategy for not only all business owners, but coaches in particular. Particularly new coaches. And, and I agree with you there 100% because these, it can only open doors, right? Yeah. It's like that. And that's a really, that's a good thing. And the other thing, you know, coaches, there's so many things I could talk forever about what coaches should and shouldn't do whenever they're, they're launching their businesses. But that's not what this is about. Um so having a book, you know, and then, you know, a coach has the, the other thing I love about this idea is that it kind of puts the coach in the framework of what am I going to offer to people? I love it. And, yes. Yes. And and makes them really seriously yes. get down to click yeah. here, get this yeah. thing yeah. and um, and the and wire up the the tech around all of that. That well, process in and of itself causes coaches sometimes to step back and go, well, well, wait what do I do here? Yeah. But it really, really gets you down at the table to work that out. Yeah. It, it also, and the other thing, it really does very well. And I've heard so many authors on my podcast say this too. When you sit down to write this book and you, you know, you come up with an outline and it really enforces you, the coach to think through not only your framework, but you'll start seeing, Oh wait, I didn't even think about this opportunity because you start mm-hmm. thinking of it more because you're articulating it, you know, in a book. So it's a very good exercise to go through just to think through your framework. The other thing that we encourage all our clients to do is really come up with a brand that you can, you know, even though there might be a ton of other coaches that do what you do, coming up with your own your brand, your own shook, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, is very important. And, and having that, you know, that special sauce that only you have, even though it might be similar to what other people do, and just by the fact that you can give it a name and, and, and articulate it a bit differently, allows you to differentiate it exactly so and one of the things i tell coaches is like the thing that differentiates you from anybody else in in the world is you yeah for sure right and so you know get real with what is it that you what's your secret sauce what what is it special about you and that that's work that's like meaning that's the inner work of like how do i give voice to what it is that i'm i'm excited about that i'm motivated by and that's a whole nother process of kind of eliciting that uh, in, in eliciting that you know getting connected to that and then putting that down on pe- paper um so that you can actually speak that to others in a way that 
entices, gives them an, uh, an authentic, clear, unambiguous notion about what it is that you actually are doing. And, and the other thing, of course, is that lights up the audience that you're after, right? That's the whole thing. Let's be very specific yeah. about that. The, the other thing I will just mention, Brett, is I have a saying that I say ad nauseum, which is <laughs> I believe it's better to publish three 100-page books than one 300-page book. And, you know, oh, there's a lot a of really good reads, right? It's, idea. it's more readable. But from a marketing angle, it gives you three unique opportunities to either attract a specific reader. So we have many of our clients go on to publish literally a series of short, helpful books. So I, I work Very with, she's not, she's not a coach, she's a lawyer, but she has published, I'm looking over here now, two, uh, she has a whole series, it's called the You're Not Alone series, and it's on tour on dementia, tour on Alzheimer's disease. So four mm. books. Uh, that are focused on either if you're the person that has the disease or if you're the caregiver. So she could have done one big book, but this gives her a, a really flexible way to create you know, very specific messaging so that the person who says, you know what, my mom's got dementia, I need that book, or I'm, you know, I've got dementia, or I've got, you know, so it's this idea of having short, helpful content versus this big you know, book is a much better strategy, in my opinion. And so, you know, you've, been, you've had this program for a while. So what is it that, what's your process like? What's the publishing process like that you work through with people? Yeah, well, one thing I didn't mention uh, is actually I, I come from the engineering world. So crazy oh, enough. Right? Yeah, I have an engineering degree from Penn State. I did engineering for a number of years. What kind then of engineering? Industrial. Industrial engineering. I yeah. deep respect, man. That's like, that's hard stuff. It was hard stuff. <laughs> you know, I don't know how I made it. Now I look back because <laughs> that's hard work. It, yeah, it was I, not I something. For, for a lot of, for a few years, I dated a mechanical engineer, and she was deep into the tech of material science. And I'm like, oh, so yep. you know, it's a big deal. It, I don't know if looking back, I'm like, darn, how did I do that? Because you know, taking three levels of calculus is like, you know, and I was, it didn't come easy. <laughs> I took, I, I took I two weeks of calculus and I said, <laughs> no, you know, no. <laughs> oh, well, conversely, I started going back for my MBA. I thought, you know, this is this is now thirty some odd years ago, right? I started going back for my MBA. I took my first accounting class. One accounting class, I was done. <laughs> no, exactly, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, but um. So you were saying about the process. Uh, so I mentioned the engineering because, again, I think very, like an industrial engineer, very methodically, systems, et cetera. So we've built a pretty cool system that our clients go through. And it's a series of you know, videos. They answer some questions. We jump on a Zoom. We go through it. So I literally walk them through step by step. And as I mentioned, I think we go through three or four of those modules, if you will, before they're even turned loose to go right. So... It's a very hands-on, very – it's not group coaching. It's like you yeah. and I are doing right now. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's worked That's, out really, really well. And so does a coach have to, like, buy an inventory of books and they yeah. ship them from not their anymore. house? I mean, yeah, they just – it's like print-on-demand kind of thing? Yeah. Is that the way it works? Yeah. My first book was 2007. I had to buy 3,000 copies to get the price to where I needed it. <laughs> Not only did I have to buy 3,000 copies, I had to store 3,000 copies. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that before. 3,000 books uh, takes up a lot of space. So, <laughs> you know, that's whatever it is, 16 years ago. Um, no, the answer is Amazon really changed the game. Print on demand. You can, you can literally 
upload and get one printed copy of your book. Uh, what do we, we typically encourage our clients you know, to get them in batches of like 100 because then you know, sometimes things change, something happens, you need to make a quick edit. It's hard to make an edit when 3,000 books are sitting in your basement. Um, so you know, we recommend print on demand and uh, cool. keep it small. So what, I mean, do you have something for listeners like they can hook up with you about these details and get connected to what's going on? Yeah, well, thank you for that. I, I know we're not necessarily showing the video, but I have three shooks, uh, The Magic of Working Together, The Magic of Short Books, which you mentioned, that's the, uh, the international Amazon number one bestseller, and then The Magic of Gratitude. And um, I'm going to give your listeners, Brett, the opportunity to get all three of them for free. They can oh, read nice. them online for free. I call it my magic kit. You know, there's that. The magic kit. Again. There we go. Yeah, that's right. the marketing guy. Magic kit. <laughs> so if they go to MikeCapuzzi.com slash magic, that's a hidden page. Let me know you heard me on Brett's show. And uh, I'll email you the links. You can read all three of them. And, you know, they're the full books. And you can see what a shook looks like. You can read. And on the Magic of Short Books, Brett, I give you 100% of my secret sauce. I don't hold anything back. It's all right there. I've had people read that book, create their own shook on their own, then come on my podcast and, and tell that story. But uh, it's all there. Nice. And so I'll be putting that link into the show notes. And uh, we'll also put uh, some links to you on the um, Mindful Coach Association resources page. Uh, where we list uh, association vetted, vetted service providers. And this whole episode is in the spirit of providing the audience and the Mindful Coach Association membership with uh, access to what I call vetted service providers, people that are doing the good, doing good work out there yeah. and can be of service to coaches. And so you're in that category on my list, man. I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Uh, so if you had to say, like, the one thing that people could walk away with from this, what would it be? Can I share two things real quick? Okay, two. We'll I'll stretch it. Quick. So the first one is <laughs> literally just, and it's a cliche, just do it. If, if you feel like you have a, if you're in the business of helping people, really think about doing a book. I just think it just helps in so many ways. Just do it. But I, I'd like to share a quote because I think this quote will really sum up why I think it's so important to to try to be a you know to be a book author and it comes from jerry garcia of all people the grateful <laughs> dead well I, I wasn't a big fan but i, I gotta share this quote <laughs> i've got to share this quote because when i and i researched it, i couldn't believe he said this so jerry garcia said brett it's not enough to be the best at what you do you must be perceived as the only one who does what you do Oh, I see. Now, if you that's really think about that quote, that's that's what we've talked about for the last you know thirty five forty minutes. It, mm -hmm. You know, being a book author allows you to position yourself differently. It allows you to share what it is you do, and it really does give you that differentiation point. That, that's really uh, an interesting point. You know, whenever yeah. you, uh, I work with some um, the conscious marketing people. Um, uh, who, who produce a bunch of big time names like Tolle and other mm -hmm. and Tara Brock and that kind of stuff. And they, they say similar stuff like they want, they say, not only should you differentiate yourself, you should be position yourself to be the leader in your, yeah. in your field, right? And you a movement. They want you to like almost be in charge of a movement, which is one of the reasons I'm doing the mindful coach. Cause I'm trying to, 
summon the notion and, and, and put some energy in the notion that there's a movement afoot for coaches in the world to become a more mindful place so that we can all have a great experience of supporting each other and being present and having great relationships and thriving on this planet instead of some of the stuff that's going on, which is not exactly yeah. in that category. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> but... There's a lot of great goodness in the world, and a lot of people are doing really amazing work, and a lot of them are in the Mindful Coach Association. So I want to help them be the best that they can be and thrive and succeed, and I'm hopeful that they'll hear these, uh, you know, hear what you're saying and be inspired to put down their secret sauce and words and get it out there more effectively. Thank you so much for, the, for you know, engaging in this work that you're doing and helping people become more successful and putting good word out there for all kinds of folk and, and making it formal and doing this hands-on. I really appreciate that you're the, you're the man involved with the actual production because that's really kind of hard to find these days in the world. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. I appreciate it. You're welcome. We'll talk later. All right. And that's it. Thank you for attending this episode and listening to this episode of the Mindful Coach podcast. Um, check out the mindfulcoachassociation.com where you can sign up for free uh, and join us and meet your colleagues and connect and get involved with all the goodness that we have going on there, of which this podcast is just one. We'll talk soon. And that's a wrap for this edition of the Mindful Coach Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this presentation, and if you did, follow us and leave us a review. If you're a coach or helping professional that values mindfulness in your work, browse over to mindfulcoachassociation.com and create a free community profile describing your services so the world can find you. And you'll be invited to exclusive community meetings where you can meet your colleague. I'm your host, Brett Hill founder of the Mindful Coach Association, coach and coach trainer, teaching the Mindful Coach Method. You can find out more about me at themindfulcoach.com. Until next time, stay present.